We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. On this episode, we're going to be talking about the NBA trade deadline. We're going to do our takeaways from the NFL season and our way-too-early outlook on the 2019 season and some spitballs, so stay tuned. And we're back! Yeah, yay! What's up? Yo. Ha! Stop! You always give me shit for yelling into the mic. No, why are you doing that? What's wrong doing with you? Doing what? I got neighbors and shit. You're yelling like an asshole. Oh, my bad. I'm excited. Yeah, also, the people's ears. It was a good deadline. Fucking dweeb. Impy's here. It's, it's, it's fucking exciting. Dweeb, kid. Uh, Yo, isn't dweeb a fire diss? Yeah, because it's so like it, like elementary. Yeah. I would only be offended if like a child called me a dweeb. Then I'd be like, damn, yo, I felt that. Like That kid <laughs> means that shit. My you brother know? Michael says the word dweeb all the time. It's a great one. Yeah, it is. A dweeb. I don't really dweeb. say that. It's funny. No, no. Dweeb is a funny word to say. Speaking of dweeb, your boy Kevin Durant. What a dweeb. Yeah, I know you hate him. Herb. Yo, yo, I'm just saying one real quick. Some might be a Nick, so let's just Chill take out. it easy sh- sh- on sh- sh- the... Sh- sh- yo, here's what I'm going to say about Be a little that. polite. Just put, a caveat, just put an asterisk. He's not out. my first option. Oh, Jesus Christ. Wow. In All right, agency. show's over. So who is it, LeBron James? <laughs> I mean, no, it would be Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard is my number one target over 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 Kevin Durant. All like, right. th- you saved yourself there. He did. He did. I thought you were gonna say some weird shit. I thought yeah. he was gonna say like, "Yo, Boogie Cousins and Clay." Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> no, but here's, yo, with Kevin Durant, like, do you want him to be the star player? I mean, nothing. Yes. yes. I mean, nothing has supported the fact that he can handle that spotlight by himself. He can't even handle a spotlight when he's sharing it with five other people. Obviously. Wait, what? He can't handle the spotlight, even though he's on the Golden State Warriors. He can't handle the spotlight. He's saying he went from Oklahoma City. You know, with Russ there, kind of, you know, two-man show to then go sign with Golden State where it's a 
four-man show? That's not even what I'm saying. What, I, what I'm saying is like, you can't handle the media asking you questions about your free agency so when go, you're... Explain it for the people who are listening that don't know what happened. So go back and listen to the Kevin Durant clip. What he said was, he hasn't been talking to the media for the last two days. And what he said two, was... No, it was longer than that. It's been weeks. Has we, it been? Yes. Yeah, it's been, been a while that he hasn't been. He's been Maybe running. it's two weeks that I read. Yeah. At, he, okay. After practice, after shoot-arounds or after practice, he'll literally just like book it to the, <sighs> to the locker room. Ever since Kyrie... So hot. That what, boils my What blood. happened was, ever since Kyrie... Uh, went on the record and said like, "Yo, I don't owe no, I don't owe anybody shit." Uh, ask me what I'm gonna do on July 1st. Ever since that happened, KD hasn't spoke to the media, and then then this happened. So it's been a couple weeks. Yes. So he came to speak to the media, and everyone's like, "Yo, what's good? Why aren't you talking to us?" He's like, "Oh, you're a bunch of snakes. I don't trust you. Uh, why are you asking me about free agency right now? I don't care about the Knicks. Uh, I don't care who traded Porzingis." And then he looked at them and said, "Grow up." Can I rant for a second? I mean, you, you, you've been ranting. You've been ranting. ranting. What do you mean? Nah, I haven't been ranting. I'll just explain to you what happened. All right, just don't yell. I'm going to yell. Don't. But I just won't be super yelly. Okay, just don't. Just please. I got to be me, though. Okay, grow up. Just <laughs> Look, Kevin Durant, you changed the NBA. I don't know if you know this, but everything that's happening the last three years is because you signed with the Golden State Warriors. Yo, think about the the trade deadline and before this, people weren't stocking uh, superstars. People didn't need to have superstars in order to... They needed the one guy and maybe a counterpart and then some pieces around him. Now the entire NBA is all about stockpiling superstars. That happened because of you, dude. The entire NBA is about short contracts. That happened because of you, bro. I'd say that was actually LeBron. And that was also the CBA getting bumped up with a max to be different and i would agree I, lebron really opened up yeah you remember when they won the the first championship with durant the warriors yes and draymond got on the mic yep he's like and he was hammered too he was super <laughs> twisted he's like yo lebron you talking about super teams like dog you created the super team yeah not the same i'd actually argue the celtics created the super team but I, that's a whole all right. i would also argue that it, it's definitely not the same because the heat did it like so, like Golden State did an in-house. Like they drafted their three best players. Yeah, you can't where, hate on Golden where State. Where Miami like, went out in totally free different. agency and got it. Nah, I don't yeah. think you can. You can't hate on Golden State. You can hate on Durant. Yes, all you yeah, want. you're yeah, right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't State. hate on the team that drafted. I understand it from the Golden yeah, State's perspective because now they're the, the the dominant one of the dominant markets in the NBA. They literally built their team through the draft to, to the best of their ability. They all drafted right. three All you're Pros. Right on great contracts and yeah. then said hey best player in the league or second best player in the league we can give you the max because we we're not paying these guys you can't hate them at all you're right. they're, they have no blame yeah. you're right they don't got no blame Kevin Durant takes the blame because he decided that he was going to go the easy route he didn't want to earn his championship he wanted just it wanted it handed to him so because of that and because you signed the one year deal this offseason people are going to ask you about what you're going to do next dude you're the face of the NBA Duh. Of course people are going to ask you what you're going to do next. You can't handle that? I mean, look. You're going to look at you're going to look at dude in the face and say grow up. We are growing. This is grown man business. You got 24 billion dollars from TNT, the NBA did. That's because they're media, dog. I mean, this is grown man business. We're talking billions would have be here. We're not sh playing. Should he have ignored the media? No. But could he have maybe, you know, give the cliché line like Really focusing on winning a championship this season, and then I'll worry about free agency in the summer. He could have done that. He yes. probably should have done that. 
How many? We but also, he don't want to distract. He doesn't want to cause any distractions to the locker room because he knows that when he walked into a great scenario, like you said, he walked into a championship environment. So he doesn't want to be the guy to kind of stir up any drama because he already has. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's unfortunate. You you can't win in that situation because you talk and then you're a distraction. If you don't talk, you're, you're also a distraction. a distraction. He's right. So it's a lose lose situation. He's but right. what, what I will say is this: like I understand what you're saying, and ultimately I do agree with you that like. Listen, you want to be a professional athlete? Part of the job is you got to put on your fucking shirt and after the game and go talk to the fucking media, dude. That's like, right. That's part of the game. Yes, I understand that totally. But I also understand of these people being human beings. Kevin Durant has proven time and time and again that he is a very sensitive person. Mm-hmm. And he gets offended by things and like whatever. Like you can't tell someone who's like that to act a different way because I'm just not that way. Dude, I'm a sensitive dude and like the shit that you say about me hurts my feelings. Like that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. And he knows that if he goes out there he's going to get berated with all these questions and who knows bro. Like how many times someone asks you the same question Yo. and you're just like dude I just don't want to fucking talk about this anymore. Like it gets frustrating. Like I can only imagine like that's why you see some interviews with like actors and shit when they do impress runs and it's like dude why are you asking me this question again like i've i've said this numerous times you know the answer to it but you're just asking it for no fucking reason yeah. and i get it i under i i agree with you that they should still do it it's part of your job but i also can just understand how it can get frustrating and there are times in people's careers where they're like i'm not fuck, i don't want to fucking do this right now dude well you you still have to have respect for the process and you still have to have respect for the people that are doing their jobs and you still have the bad respect. Not for nothing. You're the reason yeah. why you're getting paid. And Yo, the without the media, the NBA is not the NBA. Period. It doesn't grow to be the the thing that you have a platform for now. Yeah. And one and you know what sucks about the whole thing is is the guy that he kind of threw under the bus, Ethan Strauss, who was a, a reporter who used to cover Golden State on ESPN. Who he actually got let go when ESPN did all those layoffs. Yeah. And he quickly got a new job with the Athletic. And Ethan Strauss is probably one of the best. You know, NBA guys in the uh, around in the yeah, media. Yeah, he's highly respected. And it just sucks that it had to be him because, in a, essentially, it'd be anybody. You know, anyone that's there in the facility taking notes, right? Whatever the case is, a- anyone would have you know written that. So it's it just sucks that that's the guy that gets thrown under the bus because I like him a lot. Sure, I couldn't, Strauss. I couldn't agree more with Joey about like we also need to factor in how many times has he heard that question? Who yeah. cares, bro? Yo, no, it's, but, they, but it's, it's a legitimate thing to think about. You can't just expect, like, yo, yo, if, let me tell you, no, 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 there, no, there's no, no. an AAU league right now that's 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 active. No one's asking questions. What? He could go play AAU right now if he doesn't want questions. He can go play in the rec league at the YMCA. Yeah. Yo, yo, bro, hold on. Listen, this is part of your job. Listen, for, listen for a second, bro. Yeah, it's part of your job. Like whatever. But bro, what does that mean? I'm I'm not fucking human. I get annoyed. I lose my cool sometimes. You're fucking screaming right now, just like that. It's my it. job to scream. It's not your job to scream. Yes, it is. We're no, not a screamo band. It's just like <laughs> it's my job to give commentary with. It's kayfabe. You're, with, you're, no. you're playing the it's character. It's the same thing. I'm doing right now. What I'm doing right now okay. is I am dunking, like KD, and screaming afterwards. I'm not going Bro, to report and tell him to go listen, fuck off. At the end of the, he didn't tell anyone to fuck off. He told him to grow up, which is you know whatever. Basically, fuck off. But it's not fuck off. So I would rather him say fuck off to me. Tim, then grow up. But you also can't sit there and be like, I can't fathom how someone could possibly do this and lose their cool. And like, dude, this is a sensitive ass dude yeah, who's he like, has Twitter who's, accounts. who's mad like an introvert and fucking he was he's in the NBA because he's tremendous at this one thing. And it's like, yo, by the way, not only when you're thrown into the situation do you have to be great at this game and then dedicate your entire life to it, but you also have to be this dude that you're not. And it's like, sure, you do this and like whatever. And it's not like he's Marshawn Lynch and like, 
you know, every time he talks to the media, it's some bullshit. Like, he does it, and he loses his cool, and now all of a sudden, it's like this fucking gigantic thing. It's like, bro, if I'm in a bad mood one day, and you guys are asking me mad questions, I'm just be like, yo, sh- just stop fucking talking to me, bro. You know, like, it, that's just a human reaction. And I understand it's part of your job, but even at your job, like, I'm sure there's some days you're in a bad mood, and your kid wants to act out for a second. On one day, you'd be like... Yo, just just quiet down. But another day, be like, yo, shut the fuck up, bro. Like, we gotta yeah, learn. Yeah, yeah. That's just how some people are, but and it happens. It's different. Like, again, doing that to a kid, and not saying that I tell kids to shut the fuck up. I never do that. But yo, yeah, I I yell sometimes in class. I got to, right? Dude, that's the game, though. That's my job. I don't go later and yell at my colleagues. I don't go later and yell at my principal. Like, that's not the game. That's the ancillary stuff. And not for nothing, you put yourself in this position. The reason you signed with Golden State was you wanted to be known as the best player ever. He's on record of saying that he thought he was going to be known as the best player ever after he beat LeBron James in the finals. He wants that title. Mm -hmm. Heavy is the head that wears the fucking crown. You want to be king? There's people coming for that throne. And people want to know what the fuck you're doing. Yo, Kylie Jenner can't go out and make a fucking... Take a photo shoot and then be sad when people ask her questions about the photo shoot. It's it's the it's the part of who she is and the part of what she is and it's part of why she gets the money she does. And it's the same thing as Kevin Durant. If you don't want to talk to the media, then don't do Under Armour commercials. If you don't want to talk to a media, then don't sign with Golden State. Yeah, but these I, are things that you're signing up for. No, you know, he can just no, say. No, no, no. I, I will say also those questions that those people are asking. Like I think the players have out, completely outgrown that. I think you're wrong. What do you mean? They've completely outgrown the the, the fucking reporters or whatever. What are they doing for the league? Yo. Wh- what are lot, they doing? I have my own brand now, bro. That is an old thing. Yeah. You're talking about like, yo, this is the reason why the NBA is sure. Maybe in the beginning when they're Not writing now. articles yeah, yeah. and they're putting shit out. Sure. But I have completely outgrown this part. Yes. And this part is strictly because it's tradition. You are not helping my brand or this team or whatever. No one's reading your shit anymore. Yeah. Nowhere near close. Yo. But they're following me on Twitter. And I can, ha- I can I will let news out at my discretion. And they've earned that. They've yeah. earned it at yeah. this point. I, I don't know what the list is now. But like in, in 2017, they put out the, the top 10 most marketable players in the NBA. It was like Blake Griffin was the only one in a big market. And he played in L.A. Everyone else was from Indiana, Oklahoma City, yeah. Cleveland. Right, San Antonio. You don't need that. Twitter, social media. Now you become your own brand. They don't. They don't need the guy, the beat writer from Oklahoma City, to get their message out and their brand out. They put one Instagram video up there. It gets 1.2 million views, and that's it. Right yeah, there. You don't need no, the cover of a magazine at the, anymore. At the, at the end of the day, but they still do it. Yes, but, at but the, he's still on the cover of magazines. But whatever. It's not whatever. It's, of course it's whatever. No, it brings things. I, I just think all magazines in this place. Just because it's not the pinnacle of what is media right now doesn't mean it's not media. Yeah, but you're making it seem like they owe that to them. And they like, do. No, they don't. Yes, no, they do. No. Nah, but yes. I know why you're what? biased. Yeah, because he's a journalist. No, but you got to think about this. What is media? Media is the whole package. Media is the $24 billion that you got from ESPN and Disney that made your salary cap number spike in the new CBA. Yeah, media. That's not media journalists. But that's part of it, bro. Yeah, this much of it. He's talking to someone that works for TNT, who works for The Athletic. These things have Did he broker that deal then? Are you getting me paid? You're not doing anything for Kevin Durant, bro. You're not. I, Yo, what was the last time you? What was the last time you learned anything about a player from a fucking interview? 
When was the last time you learned anything from a player without an interview? Or you heard an answer that you never heard before? I learned. A they bunch all of say us. the same fucking thing. They mm-hmm. give the same answers, and it's just like this guy just has to do this. That's the only he... time we hear about it is when they fuck up or they refuse, because the only time that that happens is when they truly say how they feel, and then you go, "Ah, oh, man, he shouldn't have said that. He shouldn't have thrown that guy under the bus." Yeah. That's the only time we talk about any of those questions. So as a player, I can totally understand what's like. I want to fucking talk to you guys because I give you answers all the time, and the only time. That it gets fucking blown out of proportion and puts my honest. face out there is when I either be honest or I I say something I shouldn't have said. I agree. And it's like, I, why am I gonna talk to you guys then? It, That's why Marshawn Lynch doesn't do it because he's like, bro, every time I say something and it's and it gets misconstrued or taken out of line or like you'd be like, ah, oh, yo, Jordan, like I, I like LeBron, I don't think Jordan was as good as him. It's like, oh, yo, you don't think Jordan's good at basketball, like. The media also does that shit too. It's frustrating, bro. And I listen again. I I I from. A cer- uh, for to a certain extent, I agree with you, but I also can completely understand frustrations from players' perspective. Yeah, and yo, I don't you, think they owe anybody that's, shit. That's, no, yo, that's th- not how you handle. Think it. about think about Richard Sherman. He does that interview on Aaron Andrews, and it's like, yo, the guy just made the biggest play of his career up to that point, and. 30 seconds later, they put a mic in front of him. He's all amped up, and he gave you an authentic response. And what did everyone do that next week? He's a thug. He's a thug. He's uneducated. Meanwhile, he has a 4.0 from Stanford, right? So when you're ignorant, you have no idea what you're talking about. You say shit like that. But what happens is they gave you – and what do people complain about a lot? Oh, man, so many PC answers. They never, like, tell us how they feel. Well, Richard Sherman, in that example, told you how he felt, and you bashed the guy. Yeah. So you can't win. It's a lose-lose, like Joe said way earlier in, in this. Lose-lose. I th- not I not think to mention, man, the media is is the in-between for the fan. All right? Because some, some not things... Anymore, not though. anymore, though. Not though, because, because, not because, anymore. Because, yo, that, you know what? That's how you suppress truth, though. Do you know why Kevin Durant hates these people? Because they tell the truth. Because guess what? You signed the one-year deal with Golden State, dude. and New York is somewhere you've been rumored to go. I'm going to ask you about it. Let sure. me ask you a question. And he's me, not going to say it on his social media. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. And please answer this honestly. Please do. Go ahead. What would you rather him say? Would you rather him not say anything, or would you rather him say, you know what? I really want to focus on this year. My focus is a championship right now, and I worry about all that we stuff We just want to hear him give that. That's, that's the all, only what, thing. What, but, but be honest. What would you rather him say? Would you rather him not say anything at all, or would you rather him give you the cookie-cutter answer like everybody that else? Isn't, that isn't an answer. It's not yo, an answer. Yo. It's a runaround. When you walk, when, when you run into someone on the street. Oh, here we right? go. Right? Let me tell you something. Let me. Do you politely give them a dap even if you don't want to see them? You're like, oh, fuck this fucking guy. Oh, what's good, bro? It's nice to see you, man. I haven't seen you in a long time. What's good? Or are you going to go up to them and say, hey, suck my dick, bro. And, okay, you're and blowing move. that out of proportion. No, but because you, here's the, the way difference. you treat people in this life. Here's the difference. If I walk into a bar and there's 100 people that I know in there, I'll say what's up to five of them. And then the rest of them, I'll be like, dude, just hi. From a, every, like, I'm not going to fucking say hi to everyone. Right. You keep asking me the same question and expecting a, a different response. People say that's insane. Yeah. Right? Yep. Doing dude, the same thing over and over again. A thousand times. But here's the thing, though. And bro, if he I stopped talking for two weeks, and then he came out in his feelings. Okay. So if you're not talking, don't talk. So now we. What don't made have you? What made you the bitch ass this come out now? Because he does have a job to do eventually. It, I'm over this. Yo, there's a way that you handle things in life, and you know what? I would have, I would have wanted to say the cookie cutter answer of, I'm not gonna talk about this yet, because you know what? That would have quelled it in a polite way, because there are people that say I'm no longer talking about this subject. Stop asking with me, and reporters stop asking. And if they do ask, to be all fair, they say is next. To be to be fair, he has said 
this entire year when that's brought up. He's like, yo, I'm not going to answer that right now. And he knew I'll the address sec- it. He, and he knew the second Kyrie came out and he's not committed to Boston anymore, he already knew the conversation's going to change. So, like, man, I don't know. I'm over it. If he never signed with Golden State, none of this would have been a question in the first place. But that what? If he re up with Oklahoma City, he wouldn't have to handle this. No, nah, I think your issue with him is that he signs one-year deals. No, my issue with him is that he doesn't respect anyone around him, and he thinks that he's on this motherfucking high horse. I don't think that at all. I think that's a stretch. Yeah. Um, I think he that beefs with players. He beefs with opponents. He beefs with referees. He beefs with media personalities. Bro, bro. And uh, everything uh, is the same. MJ he goes, fuck teammates. you, I don't need you. And you do. You need everyone. Because at the end of the day, it's the little guy that pays your salary, big boy. And without the NBA, you would be shit. You would not be shit. Yeah. The NBA makes you. And guess what makes the NBA? Yeah, not $24 million from that's ABC. That's the fucking guy that's writing articles, though. $24 billion from ABC? The guy that <laughs> writes for ESPN? That's for ABC. Bro, if that was Adam Silver asking that question, then yeah, maybe. And, Does- yo, and yo, to be fair to the stars, man, NBA's a star league, man. That's why all these players force trades left and right. Yo, can... The NBA, NBA ain't shit. Can ESPN afford a $24 billion deal with the NBA if ESPN is not an up-and-running organization running on this exact story? We're talking no. about... No. Okay, you're talking about a TV station... Or you're talking about media. a journalist. You can't just the say journal- media, No, bro. because the journalist works for the media corporation. Okay, so does Kevin Durant owe us a fucking interview too? Yes. Right. Through these journalists that work for the organization that pays him. I disagree. Yo, couldn't disagree more, but it's all good. I disagree. Agreed to disagree. Um, anyway, moving forward from this Kevin Durant shit... Uh, Let's talk about some uh, some of the trades that went down. Uh, I like this trade deadline. It was a good, good the trade deadline. S- the most <laughs> electric. Uh, no, I would say See, the, I most, it off, the most recent one. <laughs> I guess I would say with the Marcus All going to uh, Toronto. Uh, Jonas Wright, C.J. Miles, and a second round pick in return. Some may say highway robbery. I've been talking a long time. I'm gonna let you guys. Say. I mean. Yeah, I would say highway robbery too. I, anytime there's a trade done, what I like to envision is what's your lineup? Game four on the road, four minutes left. Score is 85-80. What's your crunch time? I'm looking at a crunch time lineup of Kyle Lowry, Danny Green. You can laugh if you want, but that's a guy who has played in big games. Uh, NBA Finals MVP, right? Mm-hmm. Shooter too. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, Serge Ibaka, and I got Marcus Saul. And also, Marcus Soule is a guy. He's a big that could pass out the post, too. The key. Really quickly, I didn't know this. This blew my mind. Marcus Soule is third in the NBA in passes per game. Wow. What? That's crazy. That's what that's guy moves it. That's great. He was your boy before your boy was your boy. Nah, he's awesome. Uh, he. Sorry for cutting you off. No, no, that's fine. He'll be great in Toronto's offense. Nick Nurse, uh, who took over for Dwayne Casey, he was an assistant last year. Uh, his offense is all about spreading the floor and shooting, and he, this guy's going to be awesome. I love it. My question, though, is if you compare the two stats side by side, right, Gasol and, and Valanciunas. It's not much of a... No. Valanciunas is actually averaging more points uh, and more boards, so it's... It's interesting. It's interesting. Wanna, so, my whole thing is, I always bring up the Justin Verlander thing. He's playing with the Tigers, and they're winning 60 games a year. Then he gets traded to Houston, and it's like, yo, dog, I might win a championship now. Different. So, I think you got to factor in the fact that Gasol's going to a team now where he's like, yo, we might go to the finals. Because don't forget, guys, LeBron isn't in the East. 
there's six teams that could go to the finals. It used to be seven before Oladipo blew out his knee. Yeah. So now everyone's looking at it, and that's why you see people are making all these trades. And I think Toronto right now, that that's starting five, man. I'll put that shit up against anybody. And so. also, it's a way to sort of dump cap space if you think about it too, because Jonas Valanciunas is on the book uh, for next year as well. I think like close to seventeen or eighteen million dollars. If you swing and miss on Kawhi, right? Yeah. Now you get you dump Valanciunas's contract. Yep. That's a bunch of money off the books, and then Lowry's do like thirty mil lat next year, but it's but it's his last it's all, season. And it's also one person that you'd be paying big money to. And then you can trade Kyle Lowry at the deadline next year. So essentially, you know, there this it, is kind of an out as well. It's, yeah. it's, it's it's a salary cap dump in in addition to kind of getting a guy that could help you make a run this year. And yo, last thing I want to say on this this trade before uh, Tim gets angry again at something is uh, they lose none of their key pieces off the bench. Yeah, right, Van Vliet. I think was a big reason why they got swept by the Cavs last year. Six man of the year. Six man of the year. Uh, OG they're keeping and Siakam. Siakam. Yeah. Right. No picks too. No picks. So this is a team. Four that, second round picks, no? Yeah. I meant yeah. sorry. I meant no first. no first. Yeah, but second round picks in the NBA is like. Yeah. yeah when you're a good team, what's that? The fucking sixtieth, like at the fifty fourth yeah, pick in the draft. It's not that. Big you can buy the second round pick. I think. You can, yeah, you could buy it. I think wasn't there the guy on the Bulls that got bought? Yeah, and then they were chanting out his. Uh, I think it was like Paul Zipser or something. It was something cool. crazy. Zip zip. But, uh, zippy zip. But yeah, man, they they. So now you're looking at a team that has that could go eight deep. Yeah. And in the playoffs, you shorten your rotation to like seven, eight guys. Kind of confused though. Valanciunas came off the bench, so does Gasol come off the bench, or does it's just going to be a little confusing? Not confusing. It's just interesting to see how like the lineups work because Valanciunas used to come off the bench, and so you know, is 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 Gasol going to play the five, and then Ibaka goes to the four? It's just it's it's going to be interesting. But I like the trade. That, it's, it's funny you mention that because I was just about to mention like this. Also, not only if they play together, this also gives a chance when Kawhi Leonard's off the floor because Kawhi Leonard is a ball dominant player. When Kawhi Leonard's off the floor, now you have a guy that you can run the offense through. Yeah. So now you you have a general out there at all times where you could run your offense through because you could start uh you could start Gasol in that middle paint and like you said he's turning the league in passes yeah and he could kick it out to those shooters and those guys that we're talking about so I, I like this trade from a lot of different angles and if Gasol comes off the bench I think that's even more uh, he's even better of a fit yeah. because him and Valanciunas kind of play play in the same area they're the same size so it's not like they have to introduce this whole new style of game to the to the uh, rotation on the contrary it's kind of like he's kind of like the same person except better at every skill yeah mm. uh another one we have tobias harris and boban the heaviest player in the nba that's right yeah. 290 i think 295 295 god damn uh to philly this is a great trade if they get to re-sign him in the offseason and I'm talking about Tobias Harris. Um, nah, yo, Boban. <laughs> yeah, right? Who, the heavy, who is the heaviest man in the NBA? It is Boban. Yeah, yeah. We, we just said that. Oh, my bad. <laughs> piff, piff down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, no. If, if they can re-sign Tobias Harris and then B- Ben Simmons signs the rookie extension yeah. that every rookie signs when yeah, they because, get offered it. Yeah, you're an idiot if you don't sign it right away. Yeah, because that's why it's like a sixty million dollar yeah gap. extension between that and going to free agency. Uh, Philly will have a core big three under thirty years old through twenty twenty two to twenty three. Um, overpaid a bit, but you got five studs now out there. Uh, borderline all star Tobias Harris. I was gonna say the when we did the episode with Marco, we did the top fifteen. He was in my fifteen. Yeah, it, we were we heavily debated before we started recording. Like, yo, 
I don't know if you guys have him, but Tobias Harris. Like, he's been balling it's with killing. the Clippers. And he looks like J. Cole. He looks he exactly like, look J. like J. Cole, bro. Yo, so <laughs> like, like, warm-up J. Cole, though. Yeah, like when Early J. Cole. Yeah, J. Cole looks like a tree now. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> but, yo, so it's funny how, like, all of the dominoes fall in the Eastern Conference, right? It's like Philadelphia makes the trade for Tobias Harris. What was that last night? Mm-hmm. And then right away, Toronto trades for Marcus Hall, and Milwaukee trades for Miritich. It's a arms it, race for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Arms race is a good way to kind of put it. Yo, do you think at all this is, um, I wouldn't say leverage, but it's hedging themselves for Jimmy Butler? If they don't re-sign him? Because, yo, they gave up a lot for Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Like, I liked Covington, though he shot him out of that playoff series against the Celtics. Tim's boy, Dario. <laughs> my man's. Right? He was, a, he was a, a key role player for them. Yeah. Right? So, I think my only issue I have with this trade is there's another starting five. You know, Ben Simmons, Harris, Butler. JJ Redick and Embiid. That's a bomb ass starting five. But now you're counting a lot more on like TJ McConnell. Yeah. You're going to need him to step up. And I'm worried that all these guys are guys that dominate the rock, though. Like That's they, true. they all need the ball. And like Tobias Harris is shooting 17 times and with the Clippers. He ain't going to be getting 17 shots. Dude, but I see, I, I agree that like Tobias Harris kind of dominates the rock, but that was in Los Angeles. Like I think he can be that. Third scoring option. And if you're Tobias Harris, is it almost better for you to shoot 12 than... I feel like he's a 12 to 14 shots per game guy, not a 17 to 20. Well, and, and that's a fair argument. Should, should he be taking... Should he be the guy taking 17 shots on your team? Right, exactly. Yeah. So if he's not the guy taking 17 shots, I think that's even better for him. Yeah. And I like what you said. It, it's a hedge op- It's a hedge opportunity if you don't re-sign Jimmy Butler. But, but that makes a lot of sense. I don't think they're going to resign Jim Butler. So yeah, I don't think so either. And yo, the the Clippers on the other hand, man, they they freed up a lot, a now they lot have, of cast space. If I'm not mistaken, don't they have space for two max now, just yeah. like the Knicks? Yeah, and just, a, a quality roster around it. They still have they have Danilo, a lot of, They have Patrick Beverly. Yeah, yeah, they got um, Lou Williams too. Yeah. I like Alexander, the rookie that they got too. Sha S S G A Sha. That's way too hard for me to try to pronounce. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think the Sixers too. Yeah, the Sixers and the Raptors definitely in the East. They made moves for sure. Yeah. They see it open. Uh also have KP, but I think we kind of talking about that. I, yeah. Yo, just just real quick, like now all the news about his brother's coming out, right? Like supposedly Chris Tapp's brother was pissed off that you know, his brother didn't have like a big role in the organization and it's turning into this whole big fiasco. You saw Rick Carlisle kind of Sucked his beef. Yep. You see the rest of the, you see the rest of the Knicks Sucked players. Beef. The rest of the Knicks players like you know the Nick Young gif. Like what? It's like yo, what? <laughs> We're gonna talk about this guy's brother for. Like we're embracing him into the organization. He's one of us too. Like supposedly he was pissed off that like his brother didn't have like a like yo when like for example like the the, the Raptors hired Kawhi's boy to like work for the organization and and, and that tends to happen sometimes. Like Le, the Cavs have hired people Le, LeBron's people when he was there. Like like turtle. Wait to, to do chase. like what? So like so, like I don't I don't know what their profession is, but like say Kawhi's buddy is like a strength and conditioning coach. Like they'd like bring him on as like an assistant. assistant Bull, whatever bullshit, right? Like you know, like stroke his ego. Yo, like turtle, like he said from Montreal. Okay, so like, yo, just have him like honorary baggage claimer or some right. shit driver. And supposedly KP's brother never got any of that. He was like, you're just you know his agent and his brother, and that's it. And supposedly that's it, like the one good hey thing man. the Knicks organization has done. Where yeah. it's like supposedly Giannis, the bad Giannis, Porzingis, uh, was a little sour about that. So, yo, not for nothing, but like, 
I can understand if your organization wants to hook you up, like whatever. But it's like, bro, you've been here, like, like get your, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like get a contract or something. Drop more than seventeen a game. No, I mean, no, I play yourself like, yo, a guy. Put, nah, he put your, put your time in, is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, he, he dropped 17 a game. No, no, no. The, the only argument is is, is put your like time stay in. healthy. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you got to put your time. Put your time in. Yeah, be like, something more than what you were. Win games. Nah, I would just say just do it for like a certain amount of time, bro. Like, yo, you just get here and you're a fuck. You're fucking like 19 years old. I'm gonna fucking make your brother work here now. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I I felt that although I loved KP to death and I was one of the few people that was excited about the Knicks drafting him. Like, I do feel like he had a little bit of a sense of entitlement. You know, he and wherever that came from that, you know, that to each his own. But I just feel like he came in, you know, as a nobody, to be fair. Right. Had, you know, had one good one good season, one great season and all all star appearance. But that's really it. He hasn't played a full season. I think he's played, uh, you know, out of less and less every year. Yeah, he's played less and less every season. So like. I don't know. I don't know where the sense of entitlement comes from. Maybe he just maybe his brother's blown smoke up his ass. He's probably on Twitter a little bit too much. But nah, I, I don't know. I, Yo, the trade feels better and better to me as as time goes on. I agree actually. with you, especially because Dennis Smith Jr. is a little bit of a bowler. Um, yeah, career high, but, you know, career high. Watching watch watch him ago. play, like the dude can score in a lot of ways. Yeah, um, yeah I have right. a real short story about Yanni's uh, Porzingis. No Real way. quick, he was like, I only saw, I've only met him for like a, a little while, but he was like a f- super slime ball when I met him. Like when I when I went, so we were in the. Remember a couple years ago, Porzingis went on a vacation. Yeah, the photos to on Instagram. An all-inclusive uh, resort, and he said that it was bad because there was a lot of Knicks fans there. Well, I was the first one <laughs> to make his life a living. Wow. Hell. Yeah, I was the first one to because he had just gotten off the plane. He told me, and he got in the pool, and his fucking head's floating around. And I'm just like to my girl, like yo. It's, is that fucking Chris Naps? <laughs> my girl's like, I have no fucking idea what you're saying. Right? <laughs> so uh, I, I try to go up to him, and his brother's like, oh, whoa, 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 what's up, what's up? I'm like, oh, you know, it's Chris Naps, so I want to talk to him. And Chris Naps like, yeah, let him, let him through. And his brother right away tried to, like, body me. Like a fucking security guard. Yeah, like he's a security guard or some yeah. shit. Anyway, a l- l- anyway, little, little, little entitled. That's my story. Super talented, but kind of entitled. So, you know, yeah, KD coming. Um <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, Tim's boy. Uh, moving forward here, we got Markel Fultz of the Magic. Yo, the fact that Philly got a first round pick for this guy is crazy, wild, and <laughs> not for nothing, yo. Jonathan Simmons is not trash, not at no, all. He's not, and he's played in big games with the Spurs too. Yeah, yo, I remember when he was the last year that he was with the Spurs. I was like, damn, son, someone's gonna overpay for him. I'm gonna be tight if it's the Knicks. But he's <laughs> one of those guys where if he's making six million dollars, you're like, that's such a great contract. But when he's making seventeen, yeah, that's fair. You're like, oh. But they need depth in, in, in Philly. Yo, he was such a mystery that, like, no one knew what the trade value was for him, right? Like, people are like, no way would I give up a first for this guy. Or so you hear some people say, like, absolutely, I'd give up, like, a, a first-round pick a couple of years from now mm-hmm. because who knows? You take a chance on this guy. And that's kind of what happened, right? Future first. I, I like it for both sides. Because if, because if Orlando can kind of, like, rehabilitate this guy— he was the first round. He was the first pick in the draft for a reason. And when you're Orlando, you have to take chances. Exactly, like exactly. You, what, what, what do you have to lose in, right. this, in, this, in right. this scenario? So you're putting him with, with Gordon, who is just yeah. on a new contract, yeah. with some yeah. you know some young studs down there. And, uh, who, and who they just drafted? They just drafted Mo Bamba, who's, Mo Bamba. who got hurt. I mean, but still, he's on the team. For sure. And, and the one thing is, like now he goes into the situation where he's not the number one pick bust. He goes into the situation as... Guy that got injured, who now we know we're taking a chance on, which is probably with less the, pressure. Like, I guess yeah, the, less, less pressure. Less like, pressure. The quietest place in the league, probably Orlando, for sure. 
in terms of Disneyland coverage. Disney World. I mean, it, that's probably that's, that probably doesn't factor in at all. But okay. I mean, I'm sure you're not gonna get in trouble in Disney World. There's a lot of strip clubs in in Florida. In that, I area. thought you were gonna say in Disney World. I'm like, what? I was there. Like, I didn't say anything. Yo, Minnie gets down. Dude, that'd be fire. <laughs> and it's uh, it was an Oklahoma City uh, 2020 uh, top 20 protected first pick. That's, that's what they got in, in exchange, right? Yeah. So all right, so yeah. top 20 protected pick. Yeah. What are you really giving up for him? Yeah. It is kind of wild, though. I love that trade for the Magic. I, I like it for both. I like it for both sides. Yo, Fultz can get his shit together. He's one of the quickest dudes. I remember they did a sports science on him. Yeah, I remember that. His his juke to the left is so quick that you can't help but fall for it. And then by the time you have leaned that way, it's already too late. He has a step on you. And let's not forget, he had a triple double at the end of last season. Like it wasn't in the playoffs, but like it was like one of the last games of the regular season last year. He had a triple double, and like, you know, he was never a shooter to begin with. He was always a slasher, get to the cup guy. So like, you don't have to shoot a great percent. Just like be able to shoot free throws. You know, like <laughs> be able to like hit free throws and like fifteen foot jump shots. That's yeah, it. And then yeah. slash your way to the yeah. to victory, to the free throw line. Uh, an interesting trade: Harrison Bar- Barnes to the Kings, uh, and then Zach Randolph and Justin Jackson. Uh, to the Mavs, guy got traded in the middle of the game. Yeah, mad weird. Yeah, yo, why so, would you do that? Supposedly, so that weird. Why would you like report it though? Supposedly, ready for this? Paul Pierce I don't know. has it's the third quarter because it's the game, bro. Supposedly, Paul Pierce has inside knowledge. He was on ESPN last night talking about it. He says that Harrison Barnes knew the trade to the Kings was in the works, and he still wanted to play. Shouts to Harrison Barnes on that one. <laughs> yeah, I saw <laughs> LeBron. Just... LeBron like shouted out that like. They were, he was kind of like criticizing the league for doing that. Yeah. It's, I well, LeBron is that. defending him because Harrison Barnes <laughs> shot them out of that win against yeah. them in game seven. He shot like 0 for 10 from three. So this trade now makes the Mavericks a player in free agency because Harrison Barnes was on the cap. Huge for, contract, yeah. Harrison Barnes was on the cap for $25 million next year. So now the Mavs get back into free agency play, which is huge, right? After the whole KP trade, you know, they draft Zach Randolph's going to be bought out, or is he is he expiring? I don't know. I don't know, but... Yo, you don't think Justin Jackson's crazy? This guy was a rookie, like... Yeah, a couple years ago. Uh, it was a lottery pick. pick. Yeah, lottery, yeah. 15. And middle of the middle Ju- yeah. of first? Yeah. He was 15? Because uh, I thought he was a lottery pick. I had to look it up earlier. And so another thing that this is great... And, and I've had so many lottery picks, so... I kind of like this trade for both teams, too, because now... The Kings, who are in the ninth or ninth place in the East in the Western Conference, are literally like a game out of eighth, right? Yeah. Who would have thought the Sacramento Kings, right? Um, now they get the kind of a wing score that they've need. Earlier in the season, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. was linked. We know this because we're Nick fans. Tim Hardaway Jr. was linked to the Kings as a guy that they could use as a score. Now you get um, uh, uh, Barnes. Now you get Barnes, uh, who has a player option next year of twenty five million. Rumors are that they're interested in re-signing him. Like extending him, so if that's the case, then I like it a lot. You know, you, you trade for a guy that you're actually going to bring back for a couple of years. So I, I like what the Kings are doing. You know, yeah, Fox has been balling out for him too. Yeah. Borderline snub for the All Star. It's just that they, it's loaded in the yeah. West at point guard. Yeah. And uh, Bagley, yeah, and Bagley's coming through lately. Yeah. You know, he had a career high the other night. And yeah, I, I like what they're doing in Sacramento, yeah. man. It's like it's. It's good for the fans. They're trying, you know. They're I think they're like a couple games over. I think they're like three games over five hundred. I think if they were in the Eastern Conference, they'd be like the six seed. I think they already surpassed their win total in Vegas. Wow. I think them and like the Hawks have already surpassed it. Yeah. Another, well, the Hawks was like fourteen and a half, so make, it's not really saying much. Make a run. I like it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 
Uh, Iman Shumpert gets to the Rockets. Yo, I love this trade. Sorry to cut you off. I love it. Shumpert's been healthy. Uh, he's been getting a lot of love in Sacramento, like uh, in the locker room kind of thing. A good locker room guy. They call him a vet. You know, he is, to be fair. Uh, and he's reunited with Mike D'Antoni, who drafted him mm. in New York. That is right, yeah. And yeah. he was successful in their Oh, for sure. If he never tore his ACL against the Heat in that playoff series, never mind. I don't want to say he that. He just got to get the three <laughs> down and the three and D thing, and then he'll be good. And so now... He can't shoot threes all. Yeah. yeah. He yo, but Trevor Ariza came to the league as someone who bricked threes, too. And now look at him. Yo, so now look, look, who, point, look yeah. at who the Rockets have brought in. Shady. Austin Rivers, Kenneth Farid, and now Iman Shumper. In a, in a situation, in a team where you don't have much kind of wiggle room, right? Because all of the fucking money you're paying to to Capella and Harden and Paul, right? They're yeah. kind of they're they're getting by with like making these shady moves, and they're bringing in guys that can play. And so, I like Iman Shumper. He's a great perimeter defender, uh, and he's reunited with D'Antoni, the guy who drafted him. So, uh, I I like it. I, I like that move a lot. Austin Rivers is also a good perimeter defender. He's yeah, and he's a really solid. Really oh solid. yeah, he's a Steph Curry stopper, <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> Yo, for all you VMOGs out there, you know what we're talking about. Oh, what yeah. Uh, that was like two years, two, three years ago. Tim was like, yo, I don't know. I this think like- Austin Rivers can kind of shut down Steph Curry. I didn't okay. say that. You said something to that degree. This was- you wanted to ship Melo to the Clippers for Austin Rivers like, so bad. Straight up. Yes. Yo, you know Dude. what? I think a package surrounding Austin Rivers can make it, can get it done. Yo, would that, would that have meant that Carmelo Anthony was gone before? Fantastic. Hey, no, yo. we got Mitchell Robinson. With the Carmelo Anthony to the Oklahoma City Thunder trade. That's the only thing that remains if you even go back to like the Nuggets trade. Yeah. That's the only thing that remains. Yo, Tim also said this off a unanimous MVP season that Curry had. <laughs> it was like the initial year. He's like, yo, you know he could... did. He did have a good game against him one time. <laughs> you know, could lock him up, Austin Rivers. I didn't say lock him up. Relax. The guy was in the NBA. I said, nah, hold that's him, hold him say to limit him to like 41. <laughs> limit him to 41. <laughs> yeah, that's that's more realistic there. Um, any other trades that could jump out to you guys? I, oh, I, I want to talk Otto, about Otto Porter. Otto yeah. Porter. We could talk about that one. That wasn't the one. I mean, there's one that I think is I my that. vote for so, steal, home run, grand slam, knockout, first round, whatever you want to call it. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, the Otto Porter move to me, it just kind of, and I'm sure we'll talk about this, you know. Joe, could you read off the Otto Porter trade just so everyone knows has the details? Uh. Auto Porter. It's uh, it was where is it? Uh, free Bobby, Free Bobby Portis. Yeah, and, uh, Bobby Jabari, Portis and Jabari, Jabari Parker. Parker. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Bobby Portis is famous for beating the shit out of uh, Miritich. Uh, <laughs> they got suspended for like two weeks. <laughs> How does that happen? Beating the Miritich shit. Miritich uh, got traded, right? Yeah. 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 dog. No, it's funny how like it all like yeah, it all yeah. comes into a perfect circle. But all right, so. Uh, John Wall's contract's terrible. We all, we all know that. Uh, and so look what the Wizards just did. They got rid of Otto Porter's contract, who's due. He's due $26 million, uh this year, $27 million next year, and $28 million the following year. Uh, so who, essentially, who signed Otto Porter to that deal? I mean, yo, he had a really good year a couple years ago. You know, you, you know when it, it happened when the Knicks, the Knicks signed Noah. Remember that one summer where like they put uh, the TV deals and so they right. they broke the bank, and he came off like a career year. And yeah. And that was the year that it was John Wall, Beal, and Porter when when John Wall hit that shot against the Celtics and he jumped on the bench. Yeah, it was that summer. So it's like, yo, if we have a core of, you know, the backcourt, everyone wants a good backcourt. You have Beal, Wall, who Beal is still like, oh, Beal's Beal, Beal's an all, Beal's an all. Beal fits like the under twenty five thing that we've been doing on Patreon. Yeah. Like he's still a guy that could, you know, 
he's he fits that criteria of being under twenty five. And then like Porter, you have your three and D wing guy. Yeah. Uh. So essentially, the 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 Wizards get rid of what uh close to fifty over fifty million dollars over the next two seasons without giving up any young assets or draft picks. Yeah, and they're just uh, in a situation where, like you said, they owe John Wolf over a hundred and something million dollars over the next few years. Like, that's not a bad day, not a bad trade, man. They're, yeah. And they're trying to blow it up. And another thing is, like, yo, they're taking a look at Bradley Beal a lot. Really, they're taking a really big look at Bradley Beal. Like, can this guy kind of lead us? If he becomes available for any reason, Bradley Beal. If I'm a fan of a team, I want to pursue Bradley Beal. Yeah, I mean, we spoke to Anthony Irwin, and he, he, you know, before we even spoke about like if any Laker free agency pickups, he was like, "Yo, there's a chance Bradley Beal comes over in a trade with the Wizards, and that would be insane." But it's too late now. Um, but yeah, Beal's been balling uh, All Star, so yeah. But yeah, I, I like the Otto Porter trade, and and how bad of a situation does he go to now in fucking in Chicago? It's a mess there, and now they look seem like even more of a mess. Picking up fifty million dollars on this guy it was a little overpaid. So, yeah. And Nick, you had a trade you wanted to talk about. I mean, I got, I got one too. All right, go on. No, no, you, you go. Well, I mean, the one that is uh, the home run for me is the Pelicans. They they made a trade. It wasn't for Anthony Davis. <laughs> uh, they got rid of Nikola Mirotic yes. to um, the, the Bucks for Stanley Johnson, who they got in the the deal Pistons with the, the Pistons deal just a couple of days before the punching bag Miritich and uh and Jason Smith yo let me tell you something about Miritich that guy is the kind of guy that he has like ice in his veins like this guy has played in some he played in some big games last year with the Pelicans yeah he made a huge impact when he got traded to the Pelicans last year yo massive and, 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 and that was when, when Boogie, Boogie went down, went down and yeah. it was him and AD in the front court they dominated the, the trailblazers there yep. and yo Put him out there now with like Middleton, Giannis, Brook, Beasley, uh, not Beasley, uh, what's his name? Eric Bledsoe, space of oh, uh, uh, a stretch four that can shoot like him. Yeah. Yo, the East is dope. Like, you look at the Raptors, the Celtics, the Sixers, the Bucks now. It's all, and the cool, the funny thing about the East is all top heavy. All of the, there's a lot of good players and they're all on the best four teams in the East. There's, everybody's on the Raptors, the Celtics, the 76ers, and the, and the Celt- say Celtics, Raptors, the Bucks, Bucks, Seventy Sixers, the Bucks are youth. Yeah, it's all it's all top heavy in the East. They're just fine. I don't give a shit. But it's <laughs> also like, yo, these teams make these moves because LeBron's not there, so you know that this yeah. shit is like yeah. legit. Toronto's those, all in too. Yeah. Toronto's all in. I think uh, I think the Celtics are all in this year too because look, they're gonna have to make a decision on Kyrie and maybe I, Tatum might be in a trade package. I kind of. I it's funny that you mentioned you said mentioned Davis, right? Yeah, AD. I, you wanna. Talk about a team that kind of disappointed me at the trade deadline is the Lakers, because now mm. you, now you run the risk of of not landing AD because the Celtics have a way better trade package, and the rumor is that AD and Kyrie want to play together, and that's the reason why you know now you hear that like AD is on the Knicks list. Oh like boy, he, who he, isn't on the Knicks? The Knicks. We're gonna end up with Tobias Harris and like fucking Draymond. Yeah, that, we were I, just hyping him up. Nah, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, no, but so. Now there's kind of this like strategy with the Celtics where like yo we have the better assets to trade you, um, and we have the guy that he wants to play with AD that is mm. we have Kyrie here and he's still under contract so it's like wait until the off season and we'll you know and we'll make a move and we have the better package so like now now there's a chance that the Lakers lose out on Anthony Davis so I I just think that they swung and missed big time. I so uh, for the Lakers, I don't think they could have offered a better package for Anthony Davis. There was a lot of players in there. I mean, it, it it seemed as though the Pelicans were hell set and hell bent on not trading with the Ra- for, with the Lakers for some reason, whatever reason that may be. 
But I mean, th- I think that was a fair package. So although it is disappointing, I don't think it's a loss. In fact, I think one of the shadiest trades that's going to have a big impact is the Lakers trade. And I'm going to name some tra- names in this trade. And you're going to be like, who? Uh, Michael Beasley and Zubak from the uh, from the Lakers, right? Zubak having a, a couple good games, so they're selling high on him. For Mike Muscala, who's a three-point specialist, right? Not really a big deal. No, the Lakers need shooters, so they get a shooter. That's pretty good. What this does is it brings their roster down from four, from 15 spots to 14 spots. And that means that they're, they're going to be a player in the buyout market. And the buyout market is going to be loaded in the next couple of weeks. The guy that you think about, Carmelo Anthony, right away, right off the bat, right? But you're talking about guys that could get offloaded like DeAndre Jordan. And his cancer. And his cancer. Wes Matthews. Wesley Matthews. Matthews. And, and a bunch more guys that are just going to be straight up released. And that they're going to want to sign with a contender. And yeah. that contender is going to be the Lakers. So I think that this move clears up that roster spot and that although they do get a three-point shooter and that's not the reason why i think they win this trade i think they win this trade because look michael beasley missed a bunch of games he's he's caring for his sick mother right now zubak was a nice little piece but he's nothing really you get that you get that spot that all-important spot to add a veteran um whether it be a big man or a shooter like wesley matthews because shooting has been their big issue and yeah there's no one on that team that could shoot really and they've made moves for shooters but none of them have really stood out. But they've they've gotten three shooters and, you know, whatever it is. So the uh, as we've been recording, uh, this pertains to the Lakers. Uh, as we've been recording, uh, the all-star teams have been drafted, Giannis mm. and LeBron. What are they? <laughs> Yo, LeBron's a genius. <laughs> what do all of these names have in common that he drafted? Right. Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis... Kyrie Irving, <laughs> Kawhi Leonard, and oh. Clay, Clay Thompson. Three ages. Oh, guys. Yeah. I, we might it's sign. like the senior bowl. Yo. Yo, genius. Yeah, listen. Yo, those player-only meetings. Oh, yeah. Now there's, there's going to be mad tampering. Collusion. Yo. That's funny. How about this? Wow. I, I think, I I think, think the Lakers that. I think the Lakers lost at this trade deadline, not because they didn't get AD. Yo. If you're Kuzma, how you show up now and like fuck with LeBron? What do you mean? Like, yo, could you imagine if you guys wanted to trade me to like another podcast for like three <laughs> weeks and then the deadline comes and I'm still here and like it's known that you guys don't fuck with me at all. You want me to get traded? Like, how do I come in here and like we're buddy buddy now? I mean, it wasn't just him. It was no, the whole team. Yeah, that's what it was like. It was like six people. Yeah. Yeah. So how yeah but like, because I mean, yo, you can understand, but like, yo, AD is super nice. And like, we just got here yeah. and like, I'm not as good as AD. And nah, neither, neither know, are you or you. you so be, all three of us could go I, for I him. Mean, would you be, yeah, would you be like really, like, would you, what if we were trying to trade? What if we like, traded you to for the, like, for Simmons. The Bill Simmons? Yeah, for Bill Simmons. They're trying to trade you for Bill Simmons. You could take that as a compliment. Or you'd be like, all right, yeah, like, I get it. We out to the ringer. I feel you, but what I'm saying is when it doesn't happen. And now yeah. we gotta come in here and like chill and like talk. Did like, you see what Lonzo Ball did? Nah, what he, did he do? He uh, as soon as the trade deadline ended, he posted like a video of him like zooming in on like a like a Beats pill or whatever, and uh, the song "We Ain't Going Go It No uh, Way" was playing. Yeah, dope. it was mad funny. But yeah, you, you don't you don't think at all that like, there might be some like animosity? Yeah, I mean, but I feel like all of those young players on the Lakers were already rumored to be traded at the beginning of the season anyway. Yeah. You know, like. It, yeah, everybody knows what's good. Yeah, I'll be honest. I would trade myself for Bill Simmons too. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> team, team players, though. 
if it made sense, if the package made sense. I mean, we'd actually have to trade all of us to the ringer yeah. for Bill Simmons. Joey would stay. Yeah, it would be us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll just be Joe and Bill Simmons having a conversation, and we'll just be over there at the ringer, just like, okay, I guess. Uh, uh, but <laughs> I, yeah, I just think that it was a blown opportunity. Granted, like I'm sure they threw everything in, the, you know, the, everything. What's the saying? Everything in the house, the yeah. kitchen sink, everything in the kitchen the sink. Cooking. But yo, like, what what more could they have given the Pelicans? Like Nothing. five first yeah, round. Yeah, was it like? Oh, you know what? Someone told me that I've heard is like, yo, what if they moved an Ingram for a first round pick and then used that first round pick to trade? Like, rather than taking all of these players that they may not be at, like, what if the Pelicans aren't as high as Lonzo and what if the Pelicans aren't as high on Kuzma and Ingram as the Lakers are or maybe these other yeah, teams yeah. are? So what if the Lakers were to take some of their young players, trade them to other teams for picks, yeah. and then take those picks and trade? I think them. you don't do that because they could say no. Yeah, <laughs> I think those were fucked. explored. Like, which team in the in the lottery right now is going to trade their lottery maybe pick for Alonzo Wall or, well, I, or Kyle well, Kuzma? I wouldn't even say. I would actually say like Ingram would probably be worth something. Like, but if you're gonna if you're gonna trade Ingram, you're gonna have to trade with someone like the Knicks or the Suns. Who are gonna draft in the top three? Oh, and I'm not even expecting. I don't even want them to get a top three pick for any of those guys. I'm just saying, like, the problem with when you trade with a LeBron-led team is that all of those picks are at the bottom of the first round. So it's like, if I'm the Pelicans, what the fuck do I want four twenty-nine picks in the first round for Anthony Davis? That value is not the same. Right. Even if you were to give me fucking four first-round picks and four second-round picks, you're giving me four number thirty picks in the first round, and then you're giving me number sixty in the second round, like. I understand them. I'm not getting the value. Yeah, I, I, I get it. Yeah, it's, get not the, it. it's not like the NFL. Yeah, the Celtics package is way better. Tatum, uh, a couple picks. T- the Celtics have three first round picks this year. I, yo, it makes sense. But they like I it. said, they just missed the opportunity. They got the they got the Kings. Fucking Boston wins more championships. Yo, they had the Kings pick passes. and they have the Grizzlies pick. Yeah, the the it's weird because in the beginning it was the Kings pick will be the better pick. Like, it'd be higher up in the lottery. But yeah. now it looks like it's going to be Memphis because yeah. the Kings might even make the playoffs. Yeah. But you're, you're going to have it in the lottery. And, yo, they actually have the best piece that they could send to the Pelicans, Tatum. I'd rather have KD. I mean, uh, AD than KD. Oh, KD? I'd rather have AD than KD. Hot. I w- I w- oh, man. I would rather have KD. Let me see the age. How well, KD's turning 30. He's, he's turning 26. Me and Anthony Davis have the same birthday. That's how I know that. I'm two years older than him. And so that upsets me every is, time I... <laughs> is Kevin Durant five, four years... If you take the age into consideration, is he is he better with eight? That's an interesting conversation. I'd still take KD, though. AD gives gives you all the skill without any of the extra bullshit. Ooh, yo, yo, K, you know but what? Poly, yo, but K, KD, KD could play until he's 38 at the level he does now because he could shoot. Yeah. And like... I never saw KD as a guy that was explosive like Russ yeah. or John Wall where you're built on – like to a way lesser extent, Tim Duncan, right? Tim Duncan was dope in the NBA because for 20 years he played at the same speed. He did barely jumped. Yeah. Where like KD, I think he could play. <laughs> <laughs> and he used the backboard. He used the Yo, backboard after every shot. The king. Mr. Fundamentals. The king off the off the backboard. Uh, but I would, I would take That guy's like hand. Jason Witten. I'm like, Yo, this guy's one of the slowest people I've ever he seen. He gets open though. Like, huh? yeah. He got 20. And, and not for nothing, He man, dropped 20 until he retired. He don't, he, don't, he don't get hurt, Durant, too. Yeah, that's like, true. You know, he's, he's durable. That's Someone true. told me that you'll, you'll, you won't be able to win a championship as Anthony, with Anthony Davis as your best player. That's right, Red. I read that somewhere. Well, here's the thing. They, but you'll be able to win a championship with Kevin. Durant as your best player. They've made he the playoffs. They made the playoffs twice in his career with him being the best player on a team. Yeah. Granted, the East, the the West was that team without Boogie too. last year had no business being in the playoffs either. 
And not only were they, in the, were they in the playoffs, they were the five seed. Well, they got uh, they got my, my boy uh, Meritage. Meritage that really time. helped them too. They traded, yeah. yeah, for the trade. And but Drew yeah. stayed healthy. Sure, That's but we'll listen to what we're talking about. Like, oh yeah, Meritage really took um, it to the next level. But, he did though. He's solid. Though. Yeah, it's it's true. Because that's because he has Anthony Davis to play off of. No, of course, yeah, but like, he, he helped elevate that team though. Yeah. 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 Uh, that was our first NBA discussion in a while. Did we go crazy? No, nah, I mean, you know. A little long. <laughs> no, it was really long. Boss is outside waiting for us. Like, no, he's probably at work. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, iffy. What day is it? By the way, <laughs> I don't know what day it is. All right, let's move on to spitball here. <laughs> starting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yo, other pe- <laughs> other people use the mic. You're disgusting. <laughs> You're a fucking mess. Look at Legend. you. I'm just trying to wipe the mic off. Uh, it's unbelievable. This is, I feel like this is this is why I wanted the green one. I hate. One. Don't you, don't you, talk. I hate it. You, sh- shut up. Shut <laughs> Starting with pray for DC. Uh, recently, the injured point guard for the Washington Wizards, John Wall, who is nursing a knee injury that has limited his availability for the Wizards this season, tore his Achilles at home. Mm. And now he has two major injuries that he has to carry. So he's obviously missing the rest of this year, probably the majority of next year. This is a guy who, as of next season, $38 million and then three straight years of $40 million against the cap and a player option, which, you know what? I'm going to almost guarantee he's going to pick up for $47 million. So enjoy that, DC. I'm praying for you because no one's going to take that contract on. Congrats. Jesus. Uh, show your Mahomes. Uh, so uh, slow your Mahomes. Oh, I read that wrong. Well, all you guys, as if you didn't know how much of a biracial angel Pat Mahomes was already, he is a football god. He got drafted in baseball, and then this weekend he pops up and he's just balling on people, putting the shakes on him, spinning off, hitting fadeaway jumpers under under the hoop layups. Like he's just balling on people. Called a reverse layup. That's it's true. True, <laughs> true facts. Facts, facts. Um, but the Kansas City Chiefs and their GM have said that don't worry, Chiefs fans. Uh, that is no longer going to happen at all. He is not going to play any. Uh, basketball whatsoever <laughs> not at all 100 percent. Uh, actually he said uh quote the kingdom can be assured no more basketball for pat this is brett veach he's the uh gm we were able to nip that in the butt that wow. is bullshit Almost. that that is absolutely what you have to do yes 100%. how you better be paying him a ton of money not to like do something he has called his do. contract yeah, yeah, if that clearly wasn't in the contract and nah. he was playing basketball, then what's wrong? When with you're that? a professional athlete, you can't also be a recreational athlete. If it's not in your contract, you definitely can. Nah, yo, listen. What do you mean not? That's yeah, like a, it's like a human rights. Nah. Yo, <laughs> it is a weird nah, thing. Human like, lick my balls on that one. Yo, listen. I'm paying you enough money. If for you you're about to get a 200 million dollar contract, which is what which what is, is rumored, far from it. They're saying they're gonna extend them maybe even this year. Yeah, they did say that. All right, all right, but that's not. Joe, you're contract. about to get a 200 million dollar contract, probably. 170 million guaranteed. I'm not gonna tell you to come to 48th Street Park to play basketball. Yeah, I'll be like, yo, if you want to go to St. Mike's, I'll run some routes for you. Three step dropbacks. That's all we're doing. Damn, that's crazy. You and gotta it, look out for your guy, dude. And yo, it is nah. in his contract because if he gets how? Why, then he then if he, he gets hurt, fined. Not, if he gets hurt not playing football, then that is that has repercussions for him. Ben Roethlisberger is not allowed team. to ride a motorcycle because right, he's accident. had several contracts though. Yeah, but a lot a lot of players you can't you you, you can't play other sports. Right, several contracts in. 
Whatever. I'm saying that should be a clause in your contract. If he's playing ball, like, yo, don't do that. Yo, you will play basketball if you're a Pat Mahomes? Yes, dude. If I enjoy playing no. basketball, I'm gonna, and it's no. the off season, I'm going to play basketball. No. I think that's not an optimal decision. No. That's fine. You can't do it. He clearly made the decision to play ball. Can't do it. Lucky for him, he didn't get hurt. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Can't do it. Uh Bobby. <laughs> Bob Stoops, legendary Oklahoma coach, has taken a gig with the XFL, Dallas-based franchise. XFL? Yes. Oh wow. The XFL. Nick was ready to correct me. No, because I think it was the AFL. No, I thought it was AAF. AAF. No, it was the XFL. Okay. Interesting. Go on. Sorry for cutting you off. That was it. You cut me off. I oh, mean, the, okay. XFL, <laughs> the AAF already has all their head coaches in place. They're ready to kick off this weekend. Uh, take your shoes off. Stay a while. Uh, Austin Matthews just uh, signed the contract extension with the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. So he's not going anywhere. Their young star is going to stay put for the foreseeable future. Toronto. Yo, you're right. It is the, the XFL. Oh, I know. Toronto Maple Leafs? Maybe can you look that up for me? It's a hockey team. That's the one with the puck, right? Yo, dog, okay. yeah, that's pretty corny. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Yo, hockey is a sport. I don't know what you're trying to. Yeah, like that. I don't know what we're trying just, to do. I'm there. just saying that I don't know anything about hockey. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Uh, anyway, hot stove cooking, you fucking ass. <laughs> Arizona Diamondbacks <laughs> have signed Greg Holland to a one-year deal. The Pirates have signed Francisco Liriano. Uh, JT Real Muto was traded today to the to uh, from the Miami Marlins, excuse me, to the Phillies in exchange for Jorge Alfaro, uh, Alfaro. top prospect. Uh, Sixto Sanchez, Will Stewart, and international pool money. And uh, Hunter Pence signs with the Texas Rangers. Also, Zach Britton is no longer going to be known as Zach Britton. He's changing his name to Zach Britton with a K instead of an H. And rest in peace, Frank Robinson. He passed away at 80, one of the GOATs of all time. Uh, First black manager in the major leagues, pioneer. He was really the first black uh, superstar, like – one of these guys that just won uh, multiple MPs. Obviously, Jackie Robinson was that guy, but Jackie Robinson ne- had the had a lot of attention because he was the only guy. Frank Robinson uh, got that attention because he just murdered the ball. So, uh, Frank Robinson. Also, I think the Godfather of Barry Bonds, um, related to Willie Mays somehow. Like the, he's his genes are all over the MLB gene pool. So, uh, rest in peace, Frank Robinson, one of the greats. Uh, two thirty-four. Two thirty-four for the UFC is this weekend. We got. Kelvin Gastelum against Robert Whitaker for the middleweight title at 185. Who you um, got there? I'm going Gasty. That's my guy. I, I fuck with Whitaker a lot. I love Gastelum. I don't like Gastelum. I love Gastelum. I actually saw Gastelum fight uh, main event against Weidman in the Coliseum where he got subbed. Yeah. He almost knocked Weidman out. Um, yeah. He says he's knocked down every middleweight he's fought so far, so he says he's going to knock Bobby Knuckles out in round one. So interesting. Also, the return of Anderson Silva co-maining against Stylebender, Joey's guy. Mm. Yo, he's he's dope. Israel That's Adesanya. a swag champ right there. Yo, I know Silva's old and everything, but like, he's still <laughs> scary. He is, but they're both scary. It's like clone versus clone, except like younger guy. Yeah, but one of them is just like savvy a fucking vet. nut. Yeah. If Anderson Silva kicked me. There's gonna be a lot of dancing in this fucking ring, by the way. Isn't yeah, it? they're both very. There's be a lot of uh, swinging, a lot of. You know, front kicks, head kicks, yeah, swinging spinning limbs. heel kicks, the limbs be swinging, kicks. a lot of kicks, yeah, some back fists, um, Aussie card, yeah, it's in uh, Melbourne, nice. Um, anyway, let's get to the NFL here. As we know, the Super Bowl has ended. What? And uh, I just want to kind of get your takeaways from the NFL season, sort of just like a wrap up of uh, kind of what you learned. This season, because coming into the season, we had some expectations. 
a lot of them were wrong. Mm. You know? So what's some takeaways you guys got? Um, sometimes the thing that you've grown accustomed to understanding and knowing is what prevails. And I'll talk about the Patriots. Um, they kind of golden stated us where they cruise through the play, uh, regular season. All right, let's just make the playoffs, which we are because we're in a division that gives us the ability to play six teams, well, six games a year against subpar competition. And that's exactly what they did. They suffered five losses against teams that they had no business losing to otherwise, got blown out by um, the, the Titans. They lost the game to the Detroit Lions. That was really sluggish. Uh, last second prayer by the Dolphins. So they had a lot of unpatriot-like games go there uh, against them. So what happens? They get into the playoffs, and a lot. I know Boss doesn't seem to agree with this. You know, they played the under underdog role, maybe not against the Chargers because they were a favorite, but a lot of people, the majority of the action was coming in on the Chargers. They weren't the popular pick against the Chiefs. A lot of people were were saying how they might be upset by the Rams and whatnot. And then, lo and behold, once again. They're here, and they lifted the Lombardi Trophy. Yeah. Uh, for me, the my takeaway, I have two takeaways. First of all, the amount of good young QBs in the league right now is unreal. And I think we should really uh, sit back and appreciate how many good quarterbacks are on the NFL right now. That's not usually something that happens. Usually the NFL is very quarterback top-heavy. Um, I'm going to say, look, everyone's looking for a new trend, right? Everyone's looking for a new thing. Like you said, a lot of things that we thought was going to happen didn't happen. And that's because a lot of the NFL changed. I think the new trend is not a certain offense, like the McVay offense or anything like that, the Shanahan offense. I think the new trend is innovation. The way that technology is evolving and it's being used in sport in order to tell exactly what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, how it's going to happen, these young minds that are coming into sports need to constantly be innovating and innovating and innovating and innovating. So, although you saw McVay come out in 11 personnel, and last year you saw the Philly special and all this all this trickery and this wide-open passing offense, it's still a running league, and they figured out a new way to run as well as a new way to pass. And next year, someone's going to figure it out. And someone else, maybe even McVay, is going to top himself. He's going to pick, a, think of a new scheme. And again, the NFL is going to be redefined. All the while, by the way, the Patriots are going to continue being the Patriots. But while everyone's trying to figure out how to get to the Patriots, innovation is the new trend in football. And I think that going forward, it's going to be hard to predict how each season is going to play out because there's always going to be... Um, I don't know. You have to account for innovation. There's always going to be that variable. That's the word I'm looking for. Mm. Uh, my biggest takeaway is, like you said, innovation, how the game has become a passing game. It's the amount of great running backs we have in the league that are such a young age. We have Ezekiel Elliott, Todd Gurley, Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, McCaffrey. The list goes on. Le'Veon Bell, who didn't even play this year. Um, Joe Mixon has even emerged as a top running back. So Top five, top five. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of top five, if, if you're a – a patron or you want to join our patreon we have the 25 under 25 all these guys fall under the age of 25 so there's so they're many all on my there. list <laughs> saquon barkley was a rookie of the year this year um so despite the league turning to a pass heavy offense and obviously pat mahomes doing things we've never saw this year and jared goff leading a young quarterback leading his team to the super bowl carson wants the same last year was in the mvp running so there's also a lot of good running backs to complement these 
young great quarterbacks coming up to I got I got a lot to say to both of your statements uh, starting with you boss these running backs are also pass catching backs pretty much right. every single one that you mentioned over there they're catching about 60 70 passes a year and then also Which goes back to the innovation innovation aspect. but also I think the reason why you've seen these young quarterbacks come into the league and it really started with Andrew Luck if you remember that draft class despite what happened with Brandon Whedon there were five quarterbacks drafted in that class that all started right away as um, as rookie quarterbacks. It was Brandon Whedon, Tannehill, Robert Griffin III, Andrew Luck, and uh, Russell Wilson. The one thing you see is in college now, there used to be a stigma attached to the quarterback that came from a spread offense. Oh, he plays spread in college. That shit is not going to work in the league. Well, if you guys haven't been paying attention to the last five years, everything is a spread offense in the NFL. So that's why these quarterbacks are coming from all these camps and all these, these uh, programs where – they're coming into the league and they don't need to adjust to a pro style offense because what they're running in college is what they're running at the next level. That's why I think you see the innovation and you see all these young guys coming in and lighting it up right away. Right. You're never you're, you're never hearing anymore about can this guy fit the systems? Can the systems can the system fit the guy? That's that's the, that's another transition. Like a few years back it was people would get rid of young players in favor of coaches. Now that's not the case at all. Right. We saw it with Chip Kelly when he was like the OG of the spread and bringing implementing college offenses into the NFL. And you see it a ton more now, like uh, wide receivers are getting a lot more carries than ever. Um, a lot of different motions. It's all back leads back to college and the college offense. You also see college guys getting interviews uh, for head coaching jobs. Arizona just hired a, a college OC who was a former head coach, but you know, Kingsbury, right? Cliff Kingsbury from uh, Texas tech. Mm-hmm. Not much head coach experience at Texas Tech, a losing head coach, but he brings innovation. He brings crazy offensive schemes. So that's another new thing. Like they're willing to dip into the college level. I feel like every position has kind of gone through that. Like with running backs, we're seeing now, like back in the day, it was like Terrell Davis getting 30 carries and you're running straight, like at the fucking center. Yeah, one you know? cut runners. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and now they're all catching passes and shit. Wide receivers, too. You got smaller dudes that are fast as hell on the slot, burning the field and like. Being very productive, even linebackers too are skinnier now, and Faster, you know they can yeah. they can cat they can you know get after it and fucking cover some people. Uh, wide receivers, why I talked about wide receivers, but um, even like quarterbacks too. I feel like now you have to be mobile mm-hmm. as well, you know, as well as like being able to just sit in the pocket. Of course, like you could just sit in the pocket and throw that thing, but like I feel like the trend is, you know, in the past, whenever you see a quarterback in college and they're they can throw the ball pretty well, but they also, like, they run a lot or whatever. You're like, all right, this guy might not last in the league, you know, because he's running too much or doing whatever. Like, now it's like, oh, fuck it. Like, I mean, even Lamar Jackson, like, won the Heisman because he could fucking run like that. And, I mean, he won a couple games in, in Baltimore, and it's it works for them now. So let you know how much the, the his feet were more of a factor than his arm. He got 61% of his fantasy points from his legs. Yeah. I mean, he was running the ball, like, 17 times. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that kind of that kind of quarterback. No, I'm not. But I'm I'm not either. Because I don't think that's a mobile quarterback. Like to me, a mobile quarterback is Aaron Rodgers, Sam Darnold. Like that's a that's a mobile guy. Where I think Lamar Jackson is a running quarterback. Yeah, but like I I think a mobile quarterback is a guy that could just like sidestep. Like Tony Romo to me was a mobile quarterback. Uh, no, he could escape in the pocket and he could make plays like that. Yeah, but da- being I'd able even to go dance and... around the pocket is a different skill than being mobile. Shout out to good footwork. I think that yeah, good footwork. I think that's what, what mobile is. In my opinion, for for me, at I least. think mobile is yeah. being able to extend plays and then pick up yards with your feet if you have to. Yeah. I think Roethlisberger is more up that alley of a mobile quarterback. That's well, what I was going to mention. Also, well, Roethlisberger in the day, not not last year. 
but a guy who will pick up 300 yards rushing a year. Whatever. But, like I said, all these positions are changing. Even tight end, too. Tight ends yeah, are now tight end. 100 pounds lighter mm-hmm. and can catch this shit out <laughs> of the ball and run 4-6. Yo, think about the offenses now. Like, yo, the Chiefs offense, their main guy is a tight end. Mm-hmm. The Niners, Niners, right? The Eagles, all these teams, they're really good because they have a tight end. that they, Yo, even, even Carolina, like... Some of the reasons why Cam Newton has struggled the last couple of years is because he don't have have his guy back. Yeah, that's Greg Olson we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Not to mention Hunter Henry who missed Gronk. Gronk, you gotta mention Gronk. Gronk yeah, wow, Jesus Christ. You want to talk about young quarterbacks, young tight ends? Chris Herndon and the Jets too came on at the end of the year. Yeah, so like good tight ends or quarterbacks. Best Evan friend, Ingram man. when he plays, it's the easiest pass right down the seam. Yeah. Is there anything else that jumps out of you about this past season? I want to get to the next part. This is gonna be fun. Oh, what just like outlook of what's going to happen next season? Wait, yeah, so I'm also interested in that. Like moving forward, knowing what you know now after the season just ended, what do we have to look forward to in the next season? I got three hot takes for you guys. Wonderful. Surprise, surprise! I'm gonna give you one right now. Shoot it! Calling the Super Bowl champions from right now. Whoa! whoa oh here my we go. God! There's one team I really want to bet on. The You're Colts. gonna say the Colts? Yeah. <sighs> the Colts are Damn the it. Super Bowl champions. Interesting. Young quarterback. Nah. Growing defense. $100 million in cap space. Sign me up. They have nine draft picks, too. And the nine draft picks. I didn't even re- remember that. The, the three second-round picks, too, from the Jets. And they don't have any anybody on that, that's going to hit free agency. That's like a big loss. You know, I hope, as, as someone that has supported Andrew Luck and has been, uh, you know, I never sold off my stock on Andrew Luck. You know, he won Comeback Player of the Year. Um I think I said on this show a couple of weeks ago, I was like, yo, if he doesn't win it, the NFL is rigged and I'm through with him. So I'm happy that I can still watch the NFL. Uh, I wouldn't want to sign Le'Veon Bell if I was them. Like at all. I, I think, yo, Le'Veon Bell did nothing but hurt himself this year. I think uh, you see some of the success of these teams that are going to Super Bowls and that are winning games in the playoffs and they're doing it with like C plus running backs. I'm not paying a running back that much money. With that being said, though, two first-round running backs in the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, I think C-plus is a little harsh. Mm-hmm. I, since he mentioned Le'Veon Bell... Well, well hold a- on, hold on. Time out. Gurley was not an, an, an A. He didn't play like a first-round running back in, in, in the playoffs at all. Sure. I mean, the one yeah, yeah, he, got, he got him there. Work, body of work speaks for itself. Yeah, he got him there, too. They're not, yeah, they're not the same team without Todd Gurley. And the same could be said with Sonny Michelle. Sonny Michelle has six touchdowns in the playoffs. Mm. Word and 340 yards or some shit. He was he was the reason. Like he was the start and finish of their let's ground and pound and play defense. But yeah, you could also flip it the other way. Like we saw the Eagles win a a Super Bowl with Corey Clement as their running back, and then you know a couple of years ago with C.J. Anderson on Denver. I I wouldn't want to pay a running back that much money. That's just me. You could easily find someone later on in the draft, pay him for a couple of years, like rookie contract and then move on I, I would agree with you if I didn't if we didn't just if it wasn't what we just talked about where like the innovation where you not only get a running back but you also get like an actual wide receiver in a, in a sense even like someone like Le'Veon Bell who like lines up in the slot bro it's like you, you can't I'll look at a dude who can do his footwork is bananas he's the innovator of right the get shifty in the backfield and then pick your hole and burst look you can't you can't undervalue someone who's going to touch the ball at least 300 times for you like, you can't look at it as a running back. You're going to look at it as this guy's going to touch the ball 300 times. Right. I don't think it's crazy what you're saying, Nick, but I think if, if that's the way the league is going to think, it's it's going to 
head toward like baseball levels of possible lockout if you're not going to pay your players, like especially superstars like running backs. Like they got to get paid at some point. Mm-hmm. I think Le'Veon Bell signs with the Buccaneers. And I think he has a monster season with Bruce Arians. Is that number two on your hot takes? It is. All right, good. I'll That's sure number that two on the hot take. List. I think he he signs with the Buccaneers and has an absolutely monster season. I think that he's David Johnson 2.0 from a couple years back. I think there's there's no better fit for him than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now. I think he's a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, and I think he is in the top five of fantasy again next year. What was your hot take? I don't think you gave one. I don't have a hot take. Oh, you don't? No. About the, about next season. Storylines, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking at the, the Steelers and their situation with Le'Veon Bell because they're talking about possibly putting a transition tag on him, which would be interesting. I think that means they get to match any offer made to him uh, from any other team. So that's something I'm looking at. And then also Antonio Brown's situation is where, he, where is he going to end up? You're dealing as a franchise with two perennial superstars at their position for the last three to four years at minimum. And now they both won out. Um, well, not necessarily won out, but forcing their way out. And what do you do? You have the Browns who went winless two years ago, and now they're on the on the cusp of breaking through. The Bengals are still at, but they finally got rid of Marvin Lewis, so that's a step in the right direction for that franchise. And the Ravens kind of, I mean, finished hot. Who knows what they're going to do with Lamar Jackson, but it's innovation. They're, they finished 6-1, and one, I think it was, with him as a starting quarterback. So that division, which was predominantly led by the Steelers the last five, six years or so, is now kind of wide open, and I'd even look at the Browns as possibly as a player as much as early as next year. Yeah, I agree. My third hot take, not to cut you off, Nick, but since it has to do with that, I think Mike Tomlin gets fired next year. I think not only are you seeing, um, you know, dissension, dissension in the locker room, <laughs> you're also seeing like the he they got to get some skill guys on the defensive end. Like they don't have any defensive players that. Our standouts. T.J. Watt. Casey Hayward, T.J. Watt. All right, so I'm talking. Joe Hayden. Let me refresh. Joe Hayden has a Joe Hayden is not. All right, Joe Hayden is not a shutdown corner. They need playmakers. They need guys in those positions, the safeties, corners, linebackers even. T.J. Watt's more of a pass rusher. They need guys who can make plays. They don't have many playmakers. And when you're looking at the offensive end, they lost Le'Veon Bell. So you put James Conner in there. James Conner is good, but he's not a playmaker per se like Bell was. And then you are you lose Antonio Brown. You're putting Juju there. Who are you putting on the other side? Justin Washington. We don't really know what he can bring. James. Yet. James, Washington. James Washington. We don't know what he brings yet. So Ben Roethlisberger is another year older. This, this Steelers team is not pointing up. It's pointing I down. I can't even imagine being a Pittsburgh fan, being like, all right, Mike, our quarterback is about to leave. We just lost two of our best players. What the fuck's going to happen right yeah. now? Yeah. They only had one playoff season where both of them were healthy. Yeah. Well, all three were healthy. Right. It's unfortunate. It's a shame. I'm kind of wondering what the Jaguars are going to do, too, because it kind of felt like they oh. played uninspired uh, you know, football this year after like that fucking however many games slide that was in the beginning of the season. Uh, but you know, even like with Jalen Ramsey, we saw a completely shift in in you know his Attitude. demeanor. It was just like he went from talking shit to like now he doesn't want to do it anymore, and he's just more like pouting. And you can tell that they're just like very uninspired and like they're fed up with some shit. So it'd you be interesting to, to see how uh, they were going to bounce back from that. Kind of like culminated at the Bills game when they started that brawl, and it's like yo fuck this. Yeah, like, like they it, it just it was enough. like the Giants with McAdoo. You could tell like like. You go from fucking Janoris Jenkins was having like a crazy year, and then he's just like, you could tell he's like giving up pass on um, plays, and everyone's just playing like at a slower pace. 
So it'd be interesting to see if they could bounce back or what they're going to do, or if they're going to just be continue to be the Jaguars we always knew. I yeah. think I think the Jaguars this year are a prime example of a team that overachieved the year before, benefited from not playing two of the better quarterbacks in their division four times. Remember, they didn't play Andrew Luck twice. They didn't play uh, Deshaun Watson twice, and they ended up going four and zero against those two teams. And then you play a first place schedule. So those are things that you got to factor. Mm-hmm. That was just a bad spot. It was I, I was all over the Jaguars being. I remember me and Ippy were looking at the odds in the AFC, and they were the, the they were tied with the Steelers for the second best odds to come out the AFC. I was like, dog, that is straight donations. Yo, can you, you ask, pick- can you short bets like stocks? Like they're not gonna make it. Out? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> you, can, you can. Yeah, you way can less desirable. You can bet the under, but no, you can bet the under. You could bet. Um, one of my favorite things to do is, uh, will they make the playoffs? Yes or no. Obviously, like a, a team like the Jaguars, it was no was like plus one one seventy. I think I remember. To be fair to the Jaguars, though, the, all those things you mentioned are are completely legit. Leonard Fournette missed a lot of time, and the way that they like to play ball, like you saw with the Patriots, their time of possession went from fifth to uh, three years ago to fifteenth last year. So that's a that's a giant gap, five to fifteen. And when your defense is on the field for that many extra plays, they can't make the plays they made the year before. I think if Fournette comes back healthy, again, we're, we're talking about how running backs don't really matter. But in, he's it, another young running the, back. Yeah. Almost, yeah. And when he's the centerpiece of your offense completely, you lose someone like that. You lose your starting left tackle, Andrew Norwell, who's, I mean, your left guard. You st- you're, you're starting fucking, what's his name, from the Giants, your, your boy. Eric Flowers. Eric Flowers. Yeah, yeah. Chill with like the they had a boy. lot of they had a lot of injuries that they had to overcome, and they were they were oddly healthy the year before. So we'll see. I agree, but also Joey, like Joey Blake Bottles is still at the helm. So enjoy. That. I thought Nick Foles was gonna sign there, but Philly's He's just getting franchise re-upped on yeah. him. Philly's Inter- playing is so smart, man. Yeah, man. Interesting. You want Nick Foles? Word, we're gonna franchise him now. You gotta trade me a first round pick if you want that dude. Yeah, I mean, no one's gonna do that. Yeah, no one's going to do that. Yo, one thing I think is very important to monitor going forward, just in general for you know teams like the Rams, the Chiefs, the Jets, um, the Houston Texans even to an extent, uh, all these teams that I'm mentioning, they have one luxury. And I know I always say this, but it's very important to monitor the cap situation for your quarterback. Yo, when you don't have to pay your quarterback, to- I see it. The Giants are paying Eli Manning north of $23 million a year. And honestly, the last like three years, he's been a $7 million quarterback. When you're not paying your quarterback that kind of money, it is a huge, huge gift for you. And now you're going to see some teams that like Dak Prescott might get extended, Marcus Mariota, James, uh, Jameis Winston. So those are some teams there that are borderline playoff teams and they haven't been paying their quarterback. Now they're going to have to pay their quarterback. So just just monitor some of these cap situations, man. I think, I think that if I was the Chiefs, the, the way I would do it with, with Pat Mahomes, and we were talking about it before with the spitball, I wouldn't extend them yet. I'd be like, yo, look, we're going to give you $200 million. Hell, we're going to guarantee it. But can we have like a two-year window where we're, we're not paying you anything. Look, he's still making like $7 million. But I mean, it to, is, though. It's going to be tacked on after his rookie contract, that contract. Yeah, that but extension. I'm saying, but you st- but you have this luxury now where he he's only like a $7 million cap hit as opposed to... Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr, Matthew Stafford. These guys are huge cap hits against you. So you could go and get three, four, maybe potential all pros. They just re up Derek Carr, too. Yeah, like, well, Derek Carr. No, guaranteed a salary. Yeah, that's what it was. Because they had until, I think it was a certain day that just passed where if he was to be on the books, then they would guarantee his whole contract. So Derek Carr is going to be the quarterback for the Raiders. Yes, he is. Mm. Yeah. 
Um, also, if Antonio Brown ends up going to San Francisco. Sexy. That's a sexy combo there. Garoppolo to Brown. And you got With Jared kicks. McKinnon, too. With Jer- what, uh, Kittle, and too? George we'll Kittle. We'll see if Jared McKinnon's on the squad. We'll see. Uh, I think they cut him. They cut him, for sure. Ouch. I mean, his his contract was made for them to cut him after this year. Word. He it was completely front loaded. God, the NFL is so fucked. I mean, he did get like like five million dollars guaranteed to sit on the bench this year. So yeah, that's nothing. I don't feel too bad for Jarek. <laughs> no, that's nothing. He got his money. He got his money. Now he'll be a free agent. He can Bro, get his money compared elsewhere. Compared to other sports like NHL and NFL players get hosed. If he uses that five million wisely, he's set for the rest of his life. Yeah, he just got to use it wisely. If I had three, if I had five million dollars right now, I I would do things with it to make myself financially stable for the rest of my life. Yeah, but that's not the point. Yeah, he's a starting. He's a, he was he's a real, valued at much more than yeah, five million. That's the point. Not with ACL tear. Whatever. They, the dude's injury. Problem. That's like saying Yo, uh, you crazy should never how pay anyone. All of last year, this kid had the hardest boner on for Jarek McKinnon, and they tore his ACL. So don't pay Gurley either because he has a lingering knee issue either. You should not get paid. Well, he... His knee issue is lingering. You didn't, They didn't pay Gurley the year after his knee issue. They waited three years to make sure he was all right, and then they paid him. I also like my, Matt Breida. I might be by myself there. That's what I'm saying. I think Matt Breida's good. Him and like a complimentary back could be the answer. Matt Breida, I like, as uh, I mustard, owned him in mustard, fantasy. Mustard? Nah, he's all right. The, the well, mustard trash. Let's get that out of the way. The, the thing, the <laughs> thing is, like that Shanahan offensive system is so easy to run in. That's the real thing. Mm. So, just get a complimentary back. Matt Breida. I was a fantasy owner in multiple leagues. That dude balled this year. I I think that's an interesting team to watch. What they do this this free agency because last year last year going into the season. They were super overvalued, the the 49ers. Like, everyone was dick riding them because Garoppolo got traded there and they won like five games in a row. And everyone, everyone's, they were like 16 to 1 odds to win the Super Bowl. They were 0 9 at one point. It's like, dude, let's pump the brakes. I mean, I think that's warranted. They got a quarterback that's like, that warrant, that's warrants change. Yeah, everything. but who is he throwing to? It doesn't matter. I think that matters because he's useless. If Who's he can't Tom throw? Brady throwing to? Julian Edelman. Who else? What do you mean, relax? Yeah, yeah, not jo- Josh Brady. Gordon, Gronk, who's like maybe he didn't the best say that. He said, who is he throwing to? Yeah, I said, who is Jimmy Garoppolo right. throwing to? I think 16 to 1 odds are not the worst odds if he's got a healthy new quarterback. I think, I'm with boss. I think they should have been like in the 40s without a doubt. Donations. Yeah. As Nick says. I mean, they're also see, a I would love public sh- better team. So. I would yeah, love yeah, to they're short that. You make a ton of money. I wish I could short that. I wish I could bet them not doing the same thing at 16 to 1. No, I gotta, I gotta figure out a way to do that. Sure, uh, you can yeah, for you can. very Spread. low value. What that 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 the Niners are not going to win the Super Bowl at sixteen. You probably have to lay nah, twenty like, grand, like yeah, like the complete bucks. opposite. Like they'll be last in their division. Oh, you could bet that where you finish. There's props like that. Hmm. And now with sports, but yo, there was over a thousand props that you could bet on in the Super Bowl. They're only going to be going up and up. The more it's becoming two, more, baby. more acceptable. It's going to be like you're betting on like the degrees. That <laughs> kick off. How hot's it going to be? It's going to it's going to be yeah. What day is it? Yo, is uh is Oakland's going to Vegas next year? Yes. Right? Well, so this is a, a crazy thing about the Raiders right now because right now they're homeless because what's happening with them is they're in a fight with the city of Oakland. The city of Oakland is paying is suing them for lost wages that would have been uh brought to the city of Oakland by right. their departure. Oakland is very mad about this. And they said, "Well, we're not going to rent space in your Coliseum if you don't do that." 
But in Vegas, that stadium's not ready yet. So there's some people out there that think that the Raiders are not going to play in one home field next year. They're going to jump around the West Coast stadium to stadium. That would be an interesting thing. A homeless NFL franchise. Hmm. What would you even call them? The Raiders. Would you call them Las Vegas Raiders yet? Would you keep it Oakland? Why? I don't. I don't know if you'd you like. Just call them the Chris Berman Raiders. Kind of crazy. The Chris Berman Raiders. The Raiders. I am it's- so excited to see them in in uh, in Vegas. Can't wait for that. Mm-hmm. That'll be my big takeaway this time next year. Yeah. <laughs> If you ever wonder if the NFL is a business, this is a little bit of a lesson in that. Like a team is homeless because of course it's a business. I mean, yeah, they move. I mean, when I was seventeen, though, I'm not thinking about the owners. You know, think about it. That's all I'm saying. All right. Anything else you guys want to throw out there about the season coming up? NBA, NFL. I just said coming up. That is such a lie. It's so far. We got some time. I mean, it's coming up technically. Technically. Free agency is next the month. The month after is uh, the draft. Mm. Com Bizzle. God, I love the combine. <laughs> I always remember how Joey says he sits on his couch and watches the combine. Whatever, like he's just. What's got dope the time. is Kyler Murray's going to participate in the mm-hmm. combine this year too. Is he? Yeah. I saw an interview he did with uh, I'm forgetting his name, but there was like uh, it was Super Bowl weekend. He's like, oh, so you're going to the combine? He's like, Let's see. <laughs> He's like, well, are you going to play baseball or, or football? We'll see. He's like, is this all the answers you give? And he just starts laughing. He's like, yeah, I don't know what else I can tell you at this point. He's like, every interview is the same. Mm. Yo, he's gonna Dan go, Patrick, I think it was. He's going to light up that fucking combine. And all of a sudden, Arizona's going to want to trade Josh Rosen. I'm telling you, I'm staying with this. Can I short that? Yeah, please do. I'll you? Give you, I'll give you 25 to 1 odds. 25 to 1 odds But like I get the 25 No obviously Yeah so What do you Minus 2500 odds <laughs> What do you For you For you Yeah but what So you're the really one betting so Oh you, oh oh Wait so Oh are, so, so if I put up 50 dollars I get 2 dollars Yes Nah bro Give me a, Let me win at least 10 Give me something I mean alright yeah, You could win 10 My 50 to your 10 Put up 250 And you'll get 10 No 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 And what's the bet You're 50 to my Kyler 10 that, they, that fucking Arizona Won't I feel like that's Josh Rosen I feel like that's also Weighted for like yeah, I'll Maybe th- what we make I'll, In real life I'll probably take that For the 2500 <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take that I'll take that bet 50, 50 to 10 My 50 to your 10 there's, That what There's no way Nah Josh, this is outrageous I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get better I gotta get better odds I, I need at least 100 to my 10 Whoa! At least a hundred to my ten. These are these are wild. These are wild. Yeah, but you believe these. I'm glad scenarios. you're saying I mean, these are wild. I, I, we've been I, trying to tell you that. Right, yeah, you got it. Hundred to your ten. All right. Let's Let's go. Rob that ten dollars. First yeah. wager of the 2019 that Josh Rosen, season. Josh Rosen gets traded. No, and, and, and they take Kyler Murray. And they, and they, and they take Kyler Murray. Yeah. Oh yeah, you could spend that on lunch tomorrow. Yeah, it's fine. That's a Thai Lockie. I'm not worried about that. Yeah. So you could just you could just, just pay my uh, my fantasy fee next going into the next year. Ooh. Yeah, that's no problem. All right, cool. All right, if you want, you can just forward that to me too when I go double champ. Um, See, he can't even he can't even uh, count. It's triple champ, bro. I, I got I got a flex for you. Oh shit! It would be triple tap, triple tap. You're back to back. Time to end this episode. Yeah. I still got that fucking letter you gave me for Christmas on my dresser. Good. I'm gonna <laughs> look at it every day just so I motivation. Can. That's right. <laughs> uh, anyway, that is all for our episode today. Tim, where can they find you? At Tim Petrop on all social media outlets, but only if you're feeling real, real, real frisky. Um, 
the wrap up is on the VM uh, Instagram at Veterans Minimum, and there's a lot of cool shit on there. So go check it out and Brodo Fantasy for all your fantasy football needs. Nick, at the Lamb Show Twitter, Instagram, and on Twitch. At Individual Twenty Seven on Twitter and the Gram. IMPY seven one eight. You already know Twitter and Instagram. DMs are open. Send them. Send them. Send them. Uh, you guys can follow me on social media at Joe Santagato and go follow the show at Veterans Minimum on all social media and our Patreon. If you'd like to support the show, you can head to patreon.com slash veterans minimum. Patreon spelled P A T R E O N dot com slash veterans minimum. And that is all. See you guys next time. Do it.